Hello everyone, my name is Dion the Realtor and today we're gonna to be doing a Q&A um, with a loan officer. Um, Kay Grice is with me today. She's a loan officer with New American Funding. And Kay, go ahead and introduce yourself and how you got started being a loan officer and um, just a little bit about your background. Okay, yeah, so um, hi everybody. Um, my name is Kay Grice. Like she said, I'm with New American Funding. Um, I've been in the mortgage industry for a little over eight years now, going on nine years next year. Um, I started out in processing. I was in processing for two and a half years. And then I moved on to the sales side, um, working with loan officers um, as a loan officer assistant. I did that for two and a half years. And then from there, I moved on to be a, a full-time loan officer but more so not on the retail side, but more so like on the um, like loan retention side. So basically I worked for a company where we were doing refinances for current customers within, within the company. Um, and then from there, I branched on to um, move on to the retail side. Um, you know, pretty much yourself um, generating your own loans at that point. And I've been doing it ever since. Um, and I really enjoy being a loan officer. Um, so I've been, uh, like I said, on the loan officer side for about three years now. So, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, it's a little bit about how I got started. That's, that's really good. You have a lot of experience. So, um, you, you would definitely be a good help today with all the questions I have. All right. Okay. So one of the biggest questions people have, um, when they're trying to get a mortgage and want to buy a house is, what kind of down payment assistance programs are there out there for um, first-time buyers? Yeah, um, so there's several different um, down payment assistance programs out there. It depends on, a lot of it is going to depend on what county you're in, what state you're in, sorry. Um, so a lot of the, the down payment assistance programs are based off of the state and then broken down by county um, based on like the guidelines. Um, so it's a little bit more in-depth, um, but so you're in, we're in North Carolina, so I'll talk about North Carolina. Well, I'm actually, um, I actually do loans in North Carolina and South Carolina because I'm pretty much at the border. Um, so we'll just focus on those two states. But I, um, within my company, I am able to do loans within 48 states. So every, all states except for Hawaii and New York. Um, so like I said, I am in uh, the North Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina area at the border. Um, so for the most part, I'll say, um, yeah, I do offer North Carolina and South Carolina down payment assistance. And um, what I would say is basically, I would look into these programs for people with moderate um, to low income um, because of there are income limits on, on most of the programs. You know, you, um, you, like I said, it's based off the county. I can't really give you a number unless I know what county you're trying to buy in. Okay. We'll look it up and say, hey, based on that county, you can't make over this amount. Um, and so, and then there's some, there's some programs you, you don't necessarily have to be a first-time home buyer. Um, like I said, we have to look into that as well, depending on where you're located or where you want to buy. Um, so some of the requirements, I'll say general rule of thumb is you want to have at least a 640 credit score. Okay. Now, I, I tell everybody, even if you're not looking for down payment assistance, I'll tell you, you want to have at least a 640 credit score in general because that's going to open up the most loan options to you anyway. So it's going to open up down payment assistance options, other loan programs and all of that. Um, and then, like I said, there's an income, there's a household in that for down payment assistance is not necessarily a household income requirement. There's a income requirement based on the um, applicant. So qualifying income limit. And, um, and when I will say with down payment assistance, 
I don't, I always tell people don't, you know, not to go in thinking that you don't have to bring any money because you're getting a job payment assistance. You right. still do need to have your own um, funds available because you will have some out-of-pocket expenses. Um, there could be, um, you know, of course you got to pay for your appraisal. You got to pay for your um, earnest money deposit and you have to pay for your home inspection. You know, that's something that we highly recommend you give. It's not quite required as you know, but um, so you got to go in with, because the down payment system is not going to pay those upfront costs for you. So right. definitely need to have money for that. And then there's uh, some programs where you may be required to have at least two or three months of the mortgage payment just sitting in an account. And it doesn't have to be liquidated, but it can be like just sitting in a savings or 401k account, you know, something like that. So if you're looking at a $1,000 mortgage payment, you need to have at least $3,000 just, just sitting somewhere. So and, and I don't want people to think that um, I always tell people down payment assistance is not free money. Right. Um, for the most part, it's a what we call a forgivable second loan. And what that means is you're not going to have a, you, in most cases, you're not going to have a mortgage payment for it. But if you when you get ready to refinance or sell your home, if you sell it or refinance it um, within the time frame. So let's say like you got a down payment assistance program that allows for 10 years. to mm -hmm. it's going to be forgiven in 10 years. So um, if you sell within that 10 years or repress within that 10 years, that second loan, the down payment assistance has to be paid back. Um, and you don't, you don't necessarily have to pay it out of your pocket, but it's going to come out of your, your net proceeds that you would get from the sale of your home. So I don't want anybody to think it's free money. It's just, um, it's a forgivable second loan. Okay, that sounds good. Um, what would be the estimate amount of money you might need to save when you start looking for, before you start looking for a home? Um, you know, like where should they start? Like how, how should they start? Like, should they save up, I don't know, like three months of mortgage payments, how much, um, uh, for closing costs, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, I get this question a lot. Um, and there's really no magic number. Um, Dion, I tell people, um, you know, a lot of people, how much I need, I just say save as much as you can, because. Mm -hmm. everybody's closing costs are going to be different depending on what program they go with, you know, um, just what they qualify for and all of that. So mm -hmm. how would they credit score and all of that? So, um, but I will say depend, the program will determine your down payment amount. So mm -hmm. I'll tell people it's good to go in with at least 10 K. Um, that's okay. going to take care of, like I said, we talked everything we just talked about the appraisal, home, home inspection, earnest money, all that. And then also, um, you may not even need all that. I'm just saying, you know, right. make sure you have that. So just in case you better have more than not enough. Exactly. And um, and just have like a backup plan. If you have, I mean, I'm not telling everybody to liquidate their 401k, but if you have that as an option mm -hmm. and, you know, you're going to continue to build it up once you're, as you're working, you know, um, just it, it, the 10k can come from checking, savings, 401k, IRA accounts, uh, or maybe even gift funds from a family member. Okay. So I just say that kind of like as a rule of thumb. Um, you may, like say, you not even use the whole thing. You may need a little more, but in most cases, um, you know, we're able to to work with people who have at least, um, you know, ten k. That's usually a good a good number to start with. Okay, yeah, that's a good range. Um, uh, do you suggest people? Do you suggest for people to go ahead and apply for a loan before they're actually ready? Um, just so they can, I guess, figure out what they what they actually need. Do you suggest them coming to you in advance? Yeah, I do. I tell people to come to me in advance because um, even if they're not quite ready, well, well, let me back up. I do have some people that think that they're not ready. 
and mm-hmm. they may be more ready than they think they are. Mm-hmm. And um, I do have some people that even if you're not quite ready, um, we can, you know, we can create a plan to get you there, whether it's working on credit or, pay, you know, talking about which uh, debt, which a debt account you need to pay off, mm-hmm. liabilities you need to pay off or okay. pay down. You know, we can, we can create a plan. Now, I, I'm willing to do that, but as long as the person's going to listen, you know, and right. and follow through, you know, I don't, you know, who likes to waste their time? So it, sometimes okay. I don't do credit repair, but I'll tell you, I know a lot about credit and I can tell you what you need to do yeah. to improve your scores or not just improve your scores, but like I said, let's say we get somebody for approved, but they don't qualify for a decent amount in the area where they want to live. Mm-hmm. Um, and they make, oh, you know, income great income based on where they live. They just have a whole lot of debt. So we can just talk about, you know, which accounts they need to pay down or pay off in order to qualify for a higher amount. So yeah, definitely. I encourage people to apply. Um, now, if you're, if you got a long way to go, if you know, you have more credit challenges, you know, then you, you know, we may need to get you going, like make sure you show you that you're doing something first. Like, mm-hmm. And also only other thing I can talk about earlier is I can't, I can't really help with um, saving. You know, I tell people, okay. I can help you with your credit. I can help you with your, your debt, you know, your liabilities, but you just have to save, you know, you have to save your money. So that's something I really right. could do there. So, yeah, but yeah, that would definitely, I, I encourage my clients to apply even if they're not quite ready. Okay. That is very refreshing to hear that you'll like work with people and, you know, just make sure that they're going in the right direction. You won't just like leave them hanging. <laughs> so that's a good thing. So I, um, so uh, if anybody wants to work with you and figure out what they need to do in order to qualify for a mortgage, how can they reach out to you and contact you and all this good stuff? Um, so I can be reached on um, pretty much all platforms, Instagram, well, not all, but I'm on Instagram um, as Carolina Mortgage Coach. And I'm on Facebook. Um, you can find me. Um, my business page is K Grice. You can find me. It, it also says Carolina Mortgage Coach. I'm also on TikTok. Um, it's Carolina Mortgage Coach as well. Um, you can feel free to email me. It's just K K A Y dot Grice. That's G as in golf. R I C E at my company, which is NAF N A F. So K dot Grice at NAF Inc dot com. And then uh, my website is also www uh, loans with K Grice. So it's loans, letter K, loans with K Grice.com. Um, and one more thing I wanted to um, talk about regarding uh, credit we were talking about. So, you know, anybody can fix their own credit, right? My sister has a credit repair business and I learned a lot from her and I learned a lot from, you know, building my own credit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want people to understand that um, a lot of people use credit karma. I use credit karma to build my credit. Mm-hmm. it's a good tool to help build your credit but it, I would say if you're going to use credit karma don't focus on the actual credit score on credit karma mm-hmm. because those scores are typically not going to be in line with what we see at the mortgage company um, I've seen scores that have come back 30 or 40 points higher than credit karma um, 30 or 40 points lower you know so I would say focus on the recommendations on credit karma like each for each account that it shows um, it'll give you a recommendation on how to build your build that score up. Um, so maybe I'll tell you, oh, pay this credit card down to this amount or, you know, um, you know, pay this, pay this down to this amount. So it'll give you recommendations. I'll fo- I would say focus on the recommendations, follow those steps and you can you can build your own credit using Credit Karma and just that kind of like give you 
um, give people like advice of like how they can, they know what they're doing as far as like when you're working on your credit. Mm-hmm. Um, so just think about like a, a, a pie chart. So um, your credit is set up like a pie chart. So there's biggest, bigger pieces that have the highest impact on your credit. Mm-hmm. So of course your payment history has the highest impact on your credit. Your payment history has a 35% impact on your credit. So no, you know, everybody knows just try to pay your bills on time. Pay, pay, on pay, time pay, right. You know, but <laughs> I think there was a meme that was out there. Somebody was like, um, somebody needs to help me fix my credit. What do I need to do? And the meme was like, just make sure you pay, <laughs> pay them, pay those people. Exactly. That's the number one rule. Like, just make sure you pay, pay. Okay. Um, and that's 35%. And then you got 30%, which is your um, credit card utilization. Mm-hmm. So I know you, um, a lot of people hear about, oh, you don't want to, you know, max out your credit cards. So you don't want to use more than 35, uh, 30% of your, or your limit on your credit cards. And mm-hmm. if you do, you know, just make sure you're trying to pay that balance down or if you can pay the balance off um, every month. So that's going to help you keep your, uh, build your scores up as well. And then you got 15%, which is your age of credit, which I learned from, um, you know, Credit Karma will also tell you this too about each account that you have how old your credit, how, how old each uh, credit account is. So mm-hmm. once you get to about four or five years, um, if your account gets to about four or five years old, that's when you're going to build that positive uh, uh, average um, um, account history. So um, your, age of credit, your age of credit is going to be based on each account that you have on your credit report and how old that account is. So if you have, um, if you have old accounts that you've had on there for a while and they're paid off, don't like if you have any old credit cards you're not using and you had them for like four or five years or more don't mm-hmm. close those because that that's just going to show you have that uh that credit history you don't want to you don't want to mess up your age of credit okay. um so just leave all your old accounts on there even if they're paid off or you know you're not using them right um and then you got your 10 percent, which it would be so all this of course is going to add up to 100 percent. so then you got 10 percent. that's going to be um your how are you mixing your credit you know, how many installment loans you have versus revolving loans. Like basically you have a good mix. Maybe you have a uh, car loan. Maybe you have one or two credit cards. You know, how is your mix of credit looking um, with your installment loans versus your revolving debt? And then the last 10% will be just um, inquiries, which, you know, that's not that that big of an impact on your credit, but you want to, you don't want to have a whole lot of inquiries within a short time, time frame. So, um, but just like I said, just focus on, the main, like I said, you can focus on all of those aspects, but just know the payment history, credit card utilization, and then your age of credit are going to have the, the largest impacts um, on your credit. Okay. Yep. I'm glad you um, spoke about that. I had somebody ask me about credit karma the other day. So I'm going to send her this video so she can get all mm-hmm. the gems you just dropped. So I appreciate that. Um, oh yeah, of course. Yeah. I can talk a lot about credit. I just don't I don't have time for credit repair. <laughs> I just don't. She normally she works with um people who are buying homes, um, mm-hmm. but she's actually doing more of credit solutions and coaching right now, like t- teaching people how to how to fix credit themselves, which is like I say, anybody can do it. You just have the time and patience. I, I know a lot of people think that credit repair is just you know sending out letters and sending out letters disputing things like that. And if it's, it's okay to do that, you know, if you're, especially if there's accounts on there that are not valid and you want to get those off, definitely dispute, dispute all of those. But mm-hmm. if you know it's, that you, you're trying to buy a house and you want to get your scores up quickly, yeah. and you know you owe that debt, I mean, you can afford to pay it, I would say pay. 
And yeah. um, I will say this too. Um, and that's another reason why you want to have money when you get ready to buy a house. Because instead of spending hundreds of dollars every month to pay a credit repair specialist, you can use that to actually pay down some of your debt that you owe. You know. Right. So, mm-hmm. like for example, um, about like I, said, I will say this important tip too. If you are gonna pay, like I say, you have something on there, um, a collection, the collection accounts um on there that's not, or maybe it is valid. Mm-hmm. And you want to just get it off there to boost your scores up because that's the fastest way to, to get your scores up. If you have any collection accounts on there, mm-hmm. you want to handle those first. Anything, I mean, it just makes sense. Anything derogatory on your credit, you can get rid of it. Of course, that's going to help you. Yeah. Um, and so I will say you don't, I'm not saying don't pay it, but if your goal is to only pay it to boost your scores, make sure you talk to the creditor first and mm-hmm. you get them to agree to do a, a paper deletion. If you're going to pay it to, to okay. specifically try to boost your scores to buy a house, you want to make sure that they're going to delete it. And usually there's a lot of um, like collection agencies out there that will agree um, to do that. So you just have to you know, be communicative, communicative and, and reach out to them and just say, hey, I want to pay this, you know, this balance or this collection. Um, and I want to pay for a deletion. And they'll say they usually tell you, OK, yeah, um, you want to pay it now. You know, you if you and we'll it'll be gone by in four days, whatever it'd be gone for you. You know, they'll usually give you a time frame or it'll be gone by the 25th or whatever like that. And it, and you can keep track of it and then you know you go from there and keep doing the same thing with your other collections, you know, that you have. Hopefully not too high of a balance that you can't feel that the person can't pay it. But um yeah, that's pretty much um, like I say, what you want to do is start with anything derogatory if you're and if you don't have if you just if you have bad credit because you just don't have credit, then that's the easiest one to work with. You just need to start building some kind of credit and you can see your scores go up within a matter of months. And then, okay. yeah. And one more tip on that one. Um, if you just don't have credit um, because I mean, you don't, you don't have, you have bad credit because you don't have credit. Yeah. Find somebody like a family member or somebody that is financially responsible and has credit cards and they're, you know, they're, they're responsible for paying those, uh, you know, that card balanced off every month or paying their payments every, every month. And get them to add um, as you as an authorized user. Um, that's going to help treat your scores up. And that I say that only if you just don't have a whole lot of credit. That so that so basically, if you if you're a person that has bad credit because you have a lot of debt, or I mean, I'm sorry, you have a lot of um, late payments or a lot of um, collections on there, the being added as an authorized user might not help you as much because you're still right. battling with that negative credit. But if you just mm-hmm. don't have anything on there. You're going to build faster if somebody can add you as authorized user um, because you're showing that good payment history and you're building you're building credit um, without anything negative on there. Okay. And what about secure credit cards? Does that help or not as much as being an authorized user on somebody else's credit? No, yeah. If, if you um yeah, if you're just trying to build your credit because you don't have anything, yeah, definitely. But see, that's the thing. Usually you have bad credit because even if you don't have anything, so it's harder to get a credit card, you know? Oh, so that's right. why I recommend, yeah. So that's why I recommend you know, starting with as authorized user. Um, I will say that um, Capital One is a good, what I call like a starter card. I okay. see a lot of people with bad, with, you know, not so good credit get approved for um, Capital One. So you might want to start there. Okay. Um, and if you can build, but if you can get a card, of course, yes. Nice. Okay. Yeah. That, that's some really great tips because uh, people are always asking me about credit. So uh, I'm mm-hmm. sure this will help shed a lot of light on everything. But um, all right. Do you have any other comments before we head out or um, final comments, final advice? I think, uh, final advice. Um, 
just my, my advice would be just to prepare. You know, if you especially if they're first, I guess this video is for first time home buyers. So if you're a first time home buyer, just do your own research. That's gonna save you uh, you a lot of stress when you actually go through the process or start the process of home buyer home ownership. Um, <clears throat> just kind of, um, I say especially do some research on the loan programs. Mm-hmm. So. Do some research on the loan programs. That's going to help you understand what, what the loan officer is doing and what the loan officer is talking about. Because sometimes I feel like, you know, I'm talking to people and I'm, and I'm explaining that, of course, we're going to put you in this program and telling them why. But I don't think they fully understand it. And then, you know, it's okay. I'm, of course, okay with people asking me questions. But it's going to, it's so, it makes it so much easier for people, like I said, mentally. And it's a lot that goes on when you're, when you're a first-time home buyer that, if you, especially if you don't know, Anyone else that right. bought a house, you you know, it's just a lot. Like I said, yeah. from the appraisal, from the earnest money, like you know, from the inspection to going to the contract, you know, what is that? You know, people are like, you know, they don't understand what what is actually going on at each step. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of people don't know they don't learn about home buying until they're actually going through the process. Exactly. And and that can be stressful. Like, oh my God, you know, why do we need this? Why are we doing this? And, you know, I find myself trying to educate people while they're in the process. But if you can take the time to do your own research before you even start the home buying process, I think it'll be less stressful. That would be my tip. Preparation is the key to get the keys. That's what I say. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And um, uh, I was just thinking, like, Kay Grice will get you right. So, guys, Kay Grice (laughs) will get you right. I didn't think about that. I like slogans. <laughs> right, right. Hey, guys, Bryce is going to get you right. Just talk to her for your, um, to, to get everything in order. Um, yeah. And I, I like to educate people. That's the reason why I'm doing like um, video series. So people mm-hmm. can like, watch them and be able to learn before you even get into the process to make everything go smoother, hopefully. So Yeah. And that's why when you were asking if, if people, if, you know, if you, I recommend for people to apply even if they're not quite ready. That's another another reason yeah. why I do recommend that because, you know, we can talk, you know, if they're serious, we can talk about, you know, what to expect and all this, all that good stuff, you know, before they actually, you know, start home searching and things right. like that. So we have a, we can create a plan and also I can answer any upfront questions um, in addition to, you know, you as a realtor answering questions as well. Okay, that will work. Thank you so much. Um, and I'll make sure to add um, your contact um, above the video whenever I post it and everything so people can get in contact with you and I'll um, send some people to you as well. So, okay. um, all right, guys, that was our interview uh, with Kay Grice. She'll get you right. <laughs> so, Thank you. Um, yeah, it, this is a good good interview and I hope to see you again and we can do some more um, some more education. Okay, yeah, I enjoy it. I, like I said, I can talk forever, so let me okay. know whenever you want to do it again. I, I'm kind of busy, but when I, I do try to make time to, to definitely educate, so. Educate. Okay, cool. All <laughs> right, we'll see you guys Thanks. next time. All right, bye-bye. I'm Deanne Gaither, the realtor. Bye. <laughs> Bye. All right, man.